0: When does this one come out? When is this one?
1: Uh, t- uh, Tuesday. Okay. You're listening to The Dollop. This is a bi-weekly American history podcast. Each week, I read a story from American history to my friend... Gareth
0: Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. We did it. Yeah. Clean. Simple. We did it. No bullshit. Let's just. Let's just...
1: Of course, there's a dog barking.
0: Well... Maybe you can't hear it. And it didn't start till we moved my keys. And Jose has a pink bandana on. It's red. Buddy. That's pink Ready? <laughs> no wow. way, red So he's, wow. he's a ready. God, do you want to look at a dude? I'll do
1: one bump uh, <laughs> People say this is funny? Not Gary Gara oh, Dave, okay Someone or something is tickling people
0: Is it for fun? And this is
1: not going to become the Tickling Podcast Okay <laughs> You are Queen Fakie of made Uptown. All hail Queen Shit of Liesville A
0: bunch of religious virgins go to mingle And do what? Pray
1: <laughs> I no, I done, my friend. So, um, what, what, you know, first of all, this podcast is brought to you by our subscribers on Patreon. We want to thank each and every one of you. You guys are awesome, and we really appreciate you subscribing. You know what? You get uh, even if you even if you do a buck. That's awesome. Yep. Eight podcasts a month, eight divided by a dollar a month. Yeah. It's like That's 48 cents per. 48 cents per podcast. Yeah. Um, so we really appreciate it.
0: Hey, hey.
1: That wasn't at me. That
0: was Jose. No, it was a both of you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> April 30th, 1970. Okay. President Nixon announced that the U.S. had invaded Cambodia in order to disrupt the supply lines and strongholds of the enemy, the other people. So it's a feel-good. Bad guys. It's going to be. Well, we're going to. You'll see. Sure. This came after he had been promising for a year to begin to wind down the Vietnam War.
0: That's how you wind it down. That's how you Ramp wind it, it down. up. You know what? ramp-up wind-down.
1: I said I was winding down Vietnam. I didn't say I was winding down Cambodia. <laughs> Nixon roll. Hi, Kissinger. Of course, this was met with fury. Protests were held all over the country. Four days later, 2,000 college students were protesting the new Cambodian campaign at Kent State University in Kent, Ohio. Oh, boy. Nothing happened. Yeah. The Ohio National Guard shot 67 rounds, killing four students and wounding nine. Perfect. Because the students were looking at him funny.
0: Yeah. That's how you deal with them. Some of the students. Guess who was not looking funny at him anymore? Who? The students. Oh,
1: that's a good point. Thank you. Put him in line, didn't it? Take that, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. Some of the students were just watching her had been walking by. Interesting yeah some of the students were just walking to class and got killed
0: yeah but you know that's also bullshit right right yeah right yeah yeah
1: yeah okay there'll Did be wanna... no
0: follow-ups
1: okay that's just the statement yes fair uh this of course led to a student strike across the country and massive protests including uh, in new york city you know and also while i was reading this i discovered that uh two students About two weeks later, were shot and killed by local police and state police at, I think it was Jackson University, but because they were black, no one knows about it. Well. America. Are you surprised by that? It's uh, horrifying. Oh. It's horrifying.
0: Feels like part for the black course.
1: In New York City, Mayor John Lindsay called for a day of reflection on May 8th to, quote, reflect solemnly on the numbing events at Kent State University and their implications For the future fate of America Okay That's fair? Yeah, the time to think about it He ordered flags to be flown at half-mast to honor the dead students Around a thousand high school and college students gathered at Federal Hall in Lower Manhattan to protest Okay Now around lunchtime, a group of about 200 angry construction workers Who were working on the nearby World Trade Center Oh boy Marched to confront the protesters Okay. They were union guys, almost all white. Now, while that may be the prevailing idea today of what union guys are, for some reason that's what Democrats have decided is that all unionists are white. white, sure, dumb hicks. They've they've just yeah, uh, not educated, angry, conservative. That's the standard. Um, that. That wasn't actually the, the case for most union guys at the time. Okay. The roots of what was about to occur that day in New York City started in the 1930s. During FDR's New Deal, labor unions embraced the Democratic Party, which uh, was problematic. This meant unions worked to kick out militants in their union and that they put emphasis on political lobbying instead of grassroots work. Right. Unions also embraced the Red Scare. Okay. Do you uh, did you do you enjoy the Red Scare? Hey, uh, you mean Ain't
0: Flow? Ho! Uh, <laughs> hey, comes out the month, goes right away. Hey, do hell. you
1: remember when the unions worked uh, against uh, the menstruation? The menstruation pros to protestation?
0: Uh, yes, I'm familiar with the Red. Are you asking if I know what the Red Scare is? I'm just checking. Way? Okay, yes, the answer is yes.
1: Uh, so they were also. Uh, Unions backed the deployment of troops abroad and the Korean War. This is a kind of switch for unions. They hadn't done this before. Okay. They were mostly socialists, really serious leftists. Right. When the AFL and CIO unions merged in 1955, one of the conditions was that they both accept anti-communism platforms. Okay. Which is weird if you think about unions. The hating, only way hating. we merge is if we don't like the commies. Right. We're kind of our commies a little bit. Ah, no more.
0: No, we're not. We're better than them. we're a group that comes together. You're damn right we are. And we're going to stamp out communists if they try to step on this group that is looked at equal by each other. Okay. I feel weird right now. Anyone who comes over here and tries to bring communism to what I'm considering a group of peers, friends, and equals all sharing in the same amount of wealth. I'm going to fuck them up.
1: Okay. But what you're saying is... Is? I mean, it's contradictory I'm saying that communism and socialism is sort of the same thing as what
0: And you... if either one rears its ugly head near a group right, whose but... spine, whose fundamental growth is based upon sharing equally, okay. I will ruin
1: them. Okay, I gotta go. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh so Anyway, everyone was on board because, you know, the Cold War. Then came the 60s, and all hell broke loose. The New Left rose. So the New Left consisted of educators and agitators and others who fought for civil rights, gay rights, abortion, gender roles, and and legalized drugs. Right. This was different from earlier leftist movements that had focused on labor unionization and questions of social class. Okay. So there's some shit going on. It's the 60s. Moving in the right direction. Yes, moving in the right direction. The new left rejected the labor movement and the theory of class struggle. Okay. These were hippies and anti-war college campus protest movements. Right? So they're yep. again, So the new left is like, well, fuck the guys, that union guys working. Fuck
0: the union guys who they're should love communism. Fucking
1: twats. But the problem with casting out labor unions was that they weren't all white and conservative unions had marched with MLK and they were, there were ideological divides within the AFL CIO. This was a federation of unions with a lot of autonomy. So it's like a ton of unions that came together, you know, under this big banner and they didn't all agree with the fucking anti-communist shit and right. whatever else. Many of the CIO unions were on board with the new left then the AFL unions, who were more conservative, particularly when it came to civil rights. CIO unions, like the United Auto Workers and the United Packing House Workers, gave money and logistical support to civil rights activists. Okay. I just like packing house workers.
0: What? Being, the supporting civil, what do you mean? I just like the fact
1: that they're packing, packing stuff. They're packers. Yeah. They just pack. They pa- they're pack meat, right? That's the deal. They're, they're. No, suitcases for trips.
0: <laughs> you no, know, Greg loves this shirt and also don't forget Kathy will want those the snorkel kit and the so, flippers. Jam the flippers in. So it's just it's just a union yeah, of it, guys it's who meat. pack
1: suitcases. It, it, yeah, pack suit, so- yep, for sure. they yeah, they're meat. They're meat they work in meat plants. Meat packs, generally. Yep. Yeah. The UAW, uh, Gave up, uh, gave start money to the students for a democratic society who are crazy. What's the
0: leftist. UAW? Sorry.
1: United Auto Workers. Oh, okay. So they're fucking funding the most left of the left. Right. Right. But the head of the AFL cio whose name was George Meany. Oh, it's unreal. You can
0: <laughs> I mean, it's like that series of books where it's like, Mr. Stumbly, <laughs> Mr. Angry.
1: Yeah, when I came across his name, I was like, that's just amazing. So, George Meany was not down with the new Mr. Social...
0: Meany, why are you doing this to us? You're all a bunch of shit facts!
1: Uh, Mr. Meany's in one of his Meany moods. Uh, so, he was against the social movements and kept having confrontations with other union heads who were much more liberal. Meany then became a conservative <laughs> spokesman. Meany! <laughs> we have our bad guy. And he was enraged when a bunch of other union heads ignored him and supported the civil rights movement. The AFL... It is, there is something so, con- so interesting about, like,
0: being a, a group that is all about solidarity when the man's trying to, like, fuck with you, only to hate, like, be like, but not the blacks! Right. The blacks aren't allowed, they can't collectively no, do stuff like this, okay? It's fucking crazy. Yeah.
1: Uh, which makes sense why a bunch of unions were totally pro-civil rights. And, yeah.
0: Yeah. If not, you were just totally blackwards.
1: Super blackwards. The AFL-CIO endorsed a civil rights law, and Meany was furious. Uh, <laughs> of course he was. He's Meany. He's very Meany. Oh,
0: I'm steamy Meany. Have you not heard my name?
1: <laughs> he also insisted that the unions give unqualified support to the Vietnam War. But this guy's killing it. Yeah, Walter Ruther. Interesting. Had been a socialist, socialist union leader, risen up to become the president of the UAW, and was now head of the CIO. He jumped in with the newly formed Labor Leadership Assembly for Peace in 1967, and Meany publicly called Ruther a kook. (laughs) <laughs> so the two heads of the union.
0: Yeah. So now the the two now the two heads of the unions that that are formed into one union.
1: Right. Which Meany is now technically the head of. He was the head of the AFL. Now he's a. Now of the, they don't. Both. They completely disagree. Luther's um, right underneath him, and right. he's a. He's all for being a hippie. Right.
0: I, this is a. Str- it's strange when a group uh, when a group of uh, people who were on the same page until real issues came up find out that they're splintered, huh? It is
1: weird, isn't it? I wonder. It's almost like there's parallels to many. Sorry. Meany apparently didn't realize that 522 other labor leaders also endorsed the Labor Leadership Assembly for Peace. So Meany wasn't doing his homework. He was not. Meany was just operating from his gut. Meany thought that they were all undermining the forces in Vietnam. No, they're all undermining the forces! That's the worst argument. How can they fight if they think that people don't like them?
0: Meany, Meany, Meany
1: angry. Uh, and if the U.S. lost to Vietnam, if the, if the U.S. lost and Vietnam went to the communists, Meany thought it would be the end of free trade unions. <laughs> I mean, that is a, quite a leap there, it's right? A, it's a huge jump.
0: <laughs> how that? How how does that? How does one even connect those dots I necessarily? I really
1: tried to think about it for a while, but I couldn't put it together.
0: Because Vietnam really was one of the, like Vietnam probably wasn't the first, but it, it's just like since you know like like World War Two. World War Two really spoiled us with war. Yeah, because we then became like. So, like, woo! we're in the streets, we're making out, the guys are back in town, we won the shit. And then, from then on, it's just been, like, unsolvable conflicts that we're like, when are we going to win this shit? How how does this work? Throw more money and men at it until it's official that the refs called it for us.
1: Yeah, so apparently it's going to end free trade unions. Oh, good. Uh, At the AFL-CIO convention in 1967, Meany said that in Vietnam... The AFL-CIO was neither hawk, nor dove, nor chicken, but was supporting brother trade unionists struggling against communism.
0: Okay. Yeah, he's... By the way... He's got... It, I mean, on paper, I still take the last title. Chicken? No, the one <laughs> after that. The, 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 the one that's like, you support black people are getting mushed by communism.
1: Yeah, okay. It just makes no sense. Chicken? Chicken, neither hot, they're neither, neither hot nor chicken. Hock, nor chickens. Nor
0: dove, nor rooster.
1: No, uh, the penguins. They
0: are penguins. Thank you, Gary, in the back.
1: After all the violence at the 1968 Democratic National Convention, Meany called the protesters, quote, dirty-necked and dirty-mouthed group of kooks. So he liked kooks. He liked the word kooks a lot. I get that. But I love that they're dirty-necked. Oh, dirty net? Yeah, like they're not washing. Oh, I thought he said dirty neck. No neck, like they like their necks are dirty. Oh, you are saying
0: neck? Okay, yeah, yeah. dirty neck. Yeah. yeah, right. Like that. They're, well, like they're not that's, bathing. That's well. That's the one place you can't see when you're just washing in the mirror in the bathroom. That's quick. right. You're just like, oh, if clean as a whistle. Then you turn around and you just look like you know you've been dragged through pen. mud.
1: Yeah, pig pen. Uh, so uh, Reuther, the head of the CIO, couldn't take the old line conservative bullshit of his crew. And he resigned from the AFL-CIO and took the United Auto Workers Union with him. Okay. So fucking that guy's the shit. Stormed out. Yeah. The Vietnam War wasn't going well and uh, when Nixon was elected. This created more tension amongst blue-collar workers. Many conservative white workers were scared of civil rights militants and all the counterculture bullshit, while others who were liberal were on board with the civil rights movement. Nixon encouraged this division amongst the workers as he saw that he could siphon off a bunch of blue-collar votes that had been going to Democrats for so long. Okay. By 1969, political analysts were openly talking about blue-collar conservatives and their anger at affirmative action and their hatred of the lack of patriotism of the new left. The left union workers, of whom there were many... Of whom had voted to support civil rights Whose unions had split off from in the fight Were being forgotten already A movie named Joe starring Peter Boyle came out in 1970 In it, Boyle plays a blue-collar worker Who befriends an advertising executive Who had killed a hippie (laughs) So he... So I read the description of the movie, this ad executive kills a hippie in a rage, and then he accidentally blurts it out, and then this guy, this blue-collar worker befriends him because he's like, that's cool you killed a hippie.
0: Hey, listen, that actually doesn't sound too crazy now that you mention it. You know what
1: I mean? You should hang out a little bit. Yeah. Because I'm a blue-collar guy, and I want to kill hippies.
0: (laughs) What was it like? Like... So, after... When you grabbed the beatnik by its bandana and lumpy hair. You just bash him with a pipe. Uh, How great was it? The pipe that he was just smoking.
1: Uh, after a lot of hippie rage, they drove to a commune and killed all the hippies living whoa,
0: there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This was a movie? It was
1: a hit. A hit? It was a big hit. Peter Boyle worked for a while. I know, right? Yeah. The stereotype of the angry of the white angry at the left blue collar worker was being cemented right so yeah. this is this is now now you're moving into the creators of art propagating the idea that all blue collar workers are racist monsters
0: and also, right, It now trying to show the trend of the left moving to the right a little bit in a way.
1: Yeah. Right? And you're also you're, – so think about it. So if you're, a, if, you're a, if you're a blue-collar worker and you've just been fighting for civil rights and doing all this shit and now you're being portrayed as a monster, what are you thinking? Peter Boyle's good. One of the most conservative groups in the AFL-CIO were construction workers. But the support for the war was not strong amongst all union workers. The war had cost many lives and made economic conditions in the U.S. worse. The war had the most support from college-educated professionals. Wow, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. In truth, thousands of workers were part of the anti-war protest, which they were organized through their unions. Okay. A poll taken at the time found that a majority of union workers thought the war was a mistake and wanted out. But the construction workers on May 8th on Wall Street in New York City would have one of the biggest impacts on how we would view union workers from then until now. The construction workers at the World Trade Center were, to- were told by their shop stewards. To leave the job site and to confront the protesters, who were, of course, protesting the Kent State, people who were killed. And they were told they would be paid to do it. Some were given a bonus, a cash bonus, to, quote, break some heads. They weren't just going after the protesters. This was Biggers. They also... Uh, they also had "impeach Lindsay signs. The mayor, who was considered an aristocrat and socially liberal, they had er, they had earlier in the year had flags lowered to half mast during uh, the national moratorium against the war day, and conservatives lost their shit. Okay. They were furious that a mayor would inject himself into a fight between war protesters and the president and the soldiers. Now, six months later, the construction workers were marking, marching down Wall Street toward the thousand protesters ready for payback. And these were, these were the white union workers, right? These are the guys that Who you look up. at the stereotype that now exists, right? They were conservatives Construction union uh, union workers were at the forefront of keeping blacks out of their union. Peter Brennan was head of the Building Trades Council and his response to the city pushing for integration in the construction unions was to create a training program for blacks where the training would take place in a separate place than where the construction was happening and then... After their training, they wouldn't get a union membership, and they wouldn't get a job when they were finished.
0: (laughs) Well, that's how you integrate, isn't it? (laughs) Right? No, I mean, no no complaints on how he handled integration. No, I mean I mean aside from not integrating.
1: Alright, we'll let the black we'll let the black guys into a training program. We're gonna have them over in Jersey in a warehouse. They can play video games next door for a buck an hour. And then when they're done, no job, no union card. Good. Uh better, better. That's our plan. Definitely a little bit. That's our plan! <laughs> The mayor, of course, pushed back against this plan, uh, but Peter Brennan held firm. Now, a shitload of his boys were marching towards City Hall. As they passed Trinity Church, they ripped a Red Cross banner from the gates down, Okay. and they tried to rip down a flag of the Episcopal Church. Interesting. Later, the reverend at the church would say, quote, I suppose they thought it was a Viet Cong flag. Oh what! <laughs> I think he was just calling them idiots. Okay. <laughs> the 200 construction workers moved on, and they attacked the protesters, who were mostly from New York University and Hunter College, as well as nearby high schools. Uh, they came. The union workers split up and came from four different directions. The construction workers were re- wearing brown overalls and orange and yellow hard hats. And in their supposed spontaneous counter they all managed to be carrying American flags and signs with patriotic slogans, which will well, happen they, when you... <laughs>
0: but you, they probably did that on the walk.
1: Well, yeah. Someone's
0: putting together signs, making sandwiches.
1: Yeah, that's what happens when
0: you do it. have a do to-do a, list. And
1: a spontaneous, most spontaneous yeah. counter-protest, you make signs. Yeah. And
0: you have signs. Big puppet yeah. heads. For sure.
1: Yeah. When they first arrived, they walked up to the police line and said to the cops, quote, all we want to do is put our flag up on those steps. A police inspector replied, if you try, there'll be blood to pay. And now it wasn't just construction workers. As they had m- marched toward Federal Hall from the World Trade Center construction site, chanting, all the way USA and love it or leave it, they picked up, like-minded new yorkers who joined them on the march
0: uh please tell me we've got the ancestor of someone we know in that group
1: (laughs) sure there was the students were all sitting on the sidewalk and pavement listening to speakers the police presence was small and they did almost nothing to stop the construction workers within two minutes the construction workers were past the police line and planting their flags on the statue of george washington The kids scattered in every direction, trying to hide amongst the office workers who were on their lunch hour, but the construction workers found them, especially grabbing the males with long hair, who they would kick and beat with their helmets. Edward. I mean, if
0: you're if you're just like having your lunch break at that moment, you're just like, dude, don't hide behind me, motherfucker! What are you doing? Get out of here! Get out of here! Uh, Hey, man, uh, I actually do work in uh, one of these offices, man. Even though my hair's long, man, I'm wearing a tie dye shirt. I'm still an office guy. (laughs) I swear, man, I hand out the paychecks, man. I work mailroom, bro.
1: Edward Shuffro was watching through binoculars from his office in his brokerage firm. Yeah.
0: Getting his dick sucked by a bag of cocaine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he saw two men in gray suits and gray hats directing the workers with hand motions.
0: That's the position you want to be in.
1: Yeah. Him, 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 yeah. him too. Some people on the street tried to protect the kids, but they were tossed aside or beaten also. One man was hit with a pair of pliers and had a head wound. A Democratic candidate for the state Senate was beaten and kicked by construction workers as they yelled, kill the commie bastards. Hmm. That's interesting. You can tell where they stand. He said the police just just sat there watching the beating. But the construction workers were not done. They then marched to City Hall. There, a mailman who had joined the mob went up to the roof.
0: (laughs) Oh, the mob of protesters. Protesters, (laughs)
1: yeah. Went up to the roof and raised the flag from half-mast all the way to full-mast. Oh, snap. Yeah, take that shit. Uh, now you know! Now you better recognize. But the construct- Oh, uh, and then the crowd below in the street cheered. Yay! Yeah, an, an aide to the mayor then went up and lowered the flag to half-mast
0: Whoa. again. Whoa! It's on! We're having a flag off! Bad move. It's mast off, really. <laughs>
1: Now the crowd was furious as if they weren't before. Right. They leapt over the police barricades, ran across parked cars and past mounted policemen. They beat the policemen who were guarding the front doors. Oh boy. The police didn't think they could hold back the mob and they pleaded with the mayor to raise the flag. (laughs) The deputy mayor, who was there and therefore in charge, ordered the flag to be raised to full staff.
0: All the way, all the way is fine. All, all the way, way go, all the way is fine. Up, 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 all the way, up, up. You know what's funny is when I when I was looking at it at half, I thought to myself, that, that, that doesn't look right at all. So we'll put it back up. get okay, all the way, all the way. Whew, does anyone want a sandwich? We have sandwiches here. Sammys, uh, Sammys for you guys. If you want anything, you want.
1: As the flag was raised, the workers below sang the Star-Spangled Banner. Oh wow. <laughs> They're almost like a parody. And the deputy mayor's red glare. <laughs> uh, and a construction worker yelled at the cops to take off their helmets while they sang the song. Oh, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> it's like patriotism has exploded. <sighs> About half, half the cops did, grinning sheepish- sheepishly. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Sure.
0: All right you got us. Yeah. You got
1: us. After the construction workers started chanting, Lindsay is a red, one of Lindsay's aides told the construction worker to, quote, stop being juveniles.
0: <laughs> Wrong thing to say to juveniles.
1: <laughs> it's not how you stop them. You go to their level. The construction worker responded, what do you mean being a juvenile and then punch the aide in the face? <laughs> That'll teach you. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You don't You got to go to their level. You got to punch them in the face. That's right. Another group of construction workers attacked Pace College, which was across the street from City Hall Park. They had apparently become angry when they saw a peace banner hanging from the roof of the college. No, it says Pace! That says says Pace! No, it says
0: Pace! That's the name of... No!
1: (laughs) The banner was ripped down by one construction worker and burned in the street. i will teach you... Other men went into the college and started trashing it and just beating up random students who were minding their business. So my, my only question
0: is, who is the villain in this one? Who are we rooting against? It's hard to tell. I can't
1: tell. The kids at Pace? I love I love the idea of kids just – these kids who did not join the protests. No. Who were just sitting there maybe studying or having a little lunch.
0: Oh, are you guys here to fix the hole in the wall?
1: When I went to college, I went to – there were two riots – And when I went to college, one when I was uh, living in San Luis Obispo and another when I was living in Santa Barbara and both riots were basically these drunken idiot things that happened. But in both riots, cops in riot gear broke down doors of apartment buildings of student housing and beat up friends of mine who one guy was just putting, he was putting peanut butter on toast and a cop kicked in the door and ran in and just beat him up with a billy club and ran out.
0: What kind of peanut butter though? (laughs) Uh, wow Yeah uh, it's, That's cool Yeah It's very cool So what uh, What is What is the idea there Is the idea that I mean the idea there Is just send a crazy message Just like dude, think, You don't want this at all
1: My feeling was Is that It was like God We've been listening to your Little fucking bullshit You know Arrogant little student shit For so fucking long That we just get to do Whatever we want yeah. today
0: They opened the doors today So now we can do Whatever we want Yeah basically Yeah And we're going to take your peanut butter.
1: Yeah. One construction worker told the New York Times that the attack was well organized and had been planned days in advance. At least twice during the melee, this construction worker had seen two men in business suits with matching color patches on their lapels shouting orders to the construction workers on who to attack. Sorry. Am I... Have we heard heard
0: about those guys before? We have heard about those guys before.
1: And now he's a construction worker saying the same thing. It's interesting that there were guys there in suits. It's weird. It's almost like it was organized. And no, that would be a conspiracy theory. Okay. All right. Finally, the fighting stopped. But this was just the beginning of the pro-war activities. For the rest of May... Building trade workers would rally for the war all over the city. On May 20th, the rallies became officially sponsored by the building and Construction Trades Council. The movement, how do you... How, well, a, you pay for shit, and you organize it. And, oh, you are actually now sponsoring yeah, a movement. A okay. pro-war movement. A pro-war movement, okay. Uh, the movement was so large that 100,000 people marched one day with signs that read, God bless the establishment. <laughs> Oof. Could you, could you imagine you're like, God uh, you're bless like, okay. The establishment
0: Look, First of all, fuck the establishment Second of all, quit thinking God is here for a reason
1: How proud would the The people who Did the tea party In Boston way back when, Way back when How proud would they have, The people who fought in the revolution How proud would they have been To see 100,000 people marching down Oh. Broadway with signs that said so "God great. bless the establishment."
0: So great to <laughs> uh, so just time travel them there. Here you go. Yeah, this is what this is what happened. What, what are they saying? Who, who who are they? They're the workers. <laughs> It'd just be like it would just be like a hundred Hugh Grants. The people are marching because we we had to establish the idea that we were against a class <laughs> system. <laughs> Am I?
1: Peter Brennan, the president of the Building and Construction Trade uh, Council, became a hero for applauding the construction workers' attacks on hippies that day. He led some of the pro-war rallies, and they also doubled as rallies against the mayor. Protesters called Lindsay, quote, the red mayor, traitor, commie rat, and a bum. The mayor responded by describing the mood of the city as taut. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> that, again that's like don't be so classy when you're talking in a situation like this he's such you an, just have to just be like i am not a rat a commie yeah, rat
1: he's such an aristocrat yeah uh this led very quickly to hippies seeing labor unions as part of the machine soon the democrats led by mcgovern would rewrite the democratic party platform and and make a conscious move away from labor unions they decided labor unions were no longer needed and the stereotypes and beliefs of the manual laborers has carried over to today mostly shaped by this one day in new york city and one small sector of labor forgetting all those in the public sector and industrial unions who fought for civil rights and against the vietnam war this, of course, all worked out wonderfully for Nixon. Peter Brennan was invited to the White House with 22 other pro-war union leaders. There, Brennan presented Nixon with a hard hat.
0: Oh, can you imagine how awkward he was putting it on? Oh, God. Oh, let me just get this hat on. Here. He puts it on, like, upside down.
1: But this is... Just just think about this. So, <laughs> no. This is one month no. after... after Students, unarmed students, were shot and killed Mm -hmm. that led to a a sort of memorial protest. And then they were attacked by men who hit them with hard hats and beat them. And then the president is being given a hard hat with the weapon of choice of the day of beating protesters. Right. Yeah. It's cool, right? But this was all part of Nixon's plan to win over the blue-collar workers, create more division between the left and the unions, and it was very effective. After his re-election, Nixon appointed Brennan to be his secretary of labor. (laughs) There, Brennan compromised over the minimum wage. Of course he did. There we go. The decline of the union workers was just around the corner, and because of the hard-hat riot and the beliefs that came forth, after Nixon, the blue-collar workers have never had a president in their corner helping them. The hard-hat riots reflect a splintering of the New Deal Democratic and uh, Party and the organized labor alliance. The polarization had begun. Today's labor movement, while very small, more represents a uh, diverse working class of the United States. Black workers are more likely to be unionized than whites, Latinos or Asians. Unions are at the front of the struggle for immigrant rights. Mayor Lindsay went on to run for president in 1971, but lost badly. Whoa! Soon he was no longer mayor of New York. Historian Fred Siegel said he was the worst New York City mayor of the 20th century, calling him actively destructive. <laughs> but he, but he really—I mean—he was merely
0: just trying to. Okay, well, I don't even need to get into it. It's pretty obvious. Um,
1: Well, that's fun. So that's just a little history of how um, we came to come up with what is basically a stereotype of um, the working poor. Yeah. Which we, boy, are we down with that stereotype. Yeah. So it's sad. Uh, Let's party. (laughs)
0: Well, I hope everyone's up. Uplifted, feels good. All righty.
1: We signed cars. Ah. Just not poor people's cars. Oh, God.
0: Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this, uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army